Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Rich Elman here. We are at the final game of the weekend. It all started at Danny Jones this morning, bright and early, 10 o'clock. It was a very, very interesting day over at Danny Jones, but it was all North Charleston Raiders from the 8U to the 10U to the 12U, but not without some electricity and a few overtimes. 8U uh, went down to the wire, ended up becoming a battle with some free football in overtime, but it came down to a great running game by the Raiders, and they were able to run into the end zone, take away a big one there in their own backyard. And then the 12U game, excuse me, the 10U game, not nearly as close as that. Actually a pretty big spread as uh, the Raiders were able to advance in that game. And then here, of course, uh, you looked at the final game, of today's event over there, Danny Jones was the 12U game. Very, uh, I would say, chess match driven, if you will. Two great coaches on each side going at one another, and it took all of extra football and, of course, uh, some overtime play to go along with it. But at the end of it all, it was the Raiders who will not only have one, not two, but yet now three teams representing next weekend in the South Carolina Youth Football Association SEC championship game. They're going to be representing the East. And here we are at the final game representing the West. We've already determined the eight and the 10. And of course we can give you that really quick. The Fort one in eight U fashion. They'll be taking on uh, again, the Raiders of North Charleston. And then it was 10 who just won 
28 to nothing. It was the Ashley Ridge Swamp Foxes. So the Swamp Foxes will be representing at least at the tenue level next week against that Raider team as well. Of course, here tonight, right now, getting ready to kick off about 20 minutes early is going to be the boys from Fort right here in their own backyard hosting the boys from Woodland. Let's bring in the professor who, by the way, did a great job in the PA booth. You might have found your uh, your second passion there, big man. What's going on? Uh, I don't know about that. I I leave that stuff to you, Rich. I just sit back, <laughs> relax, and uh, watch watch the games and get those guys after the interviews, man. Hey, listen. So I just heard you say, or, or, so Fort eight you won, but the ten you fell short. They did by twenty eight points. They fell short, oh. if you will. Oh. Yeah, the Ashley oh. Ridge one. Wow. Actually coming up here, I'd gone back down the road to get something to eat between now and then, and they're actually getting ready to kick off here. So what I'm going to get you to do is I'll text you at half if you can. Call back at the half unless you and I talk some football if you got a few moments here in about 18 minutes. There you go. I'll be ready. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's the professor, Clinton Robinson Sr. You can hear him live right here on Southern Sports Central on Sunday nights from 6 to 9. And uh, he may sit back and just kind of listen to the broadcast here because uh, he's got some interest here as well. He and I will be up at Woodland next week when uh, the championship game, it is the East versus the West. It is the SEC South Carolina Youth Football Association style here coming up uh, next Saturday. And some good news come out of that. It will be televised. So you'll be able to see uh, all of us get after it. And uh, do what we do, as we like to say, is uh, Southern Sports Central will be in the house, Boys Sports will be in the house, as, long, as well as uh, we're going to bring in along one more friend of ours, if you will. So here come the referees as they're going to spot the ball here in just a minute. Kicking off is Woodland. Let's give you the, the dynamics of tonight's fields and kind of tell you where we're running to and from. Ashley, excuse me, the Fort Dorchester Patriots will be catch, catching it, heading towards the scoreboard while the Woodland – Wolverines will be heading towards the schoolhouse. As they put the wood and the boys of the fort with the blue pants, the blue shirt, and the signature helmet. There's a quick squid kit on side, but filled in right away by number 52 for the Patriots. And here comes the offense here tonight. Again, a great matchup here. The winner of this one, of course, advanced to Woodland. Good. I'm sure Coach Cyber would like to have at least one of his teams hanging out with him on a beautiful uh, Saturday night. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, before the games are even taking place on Saturday, there's going to be three different bowl games that will be taking place to Saturday. It all starts about 9 and probably doesn't wrap up to 9. So it's one of those deals. Here we go now. Spot the ball. Set it up for you. Fort Dorchester now going to be up under center. They've got one receiver to the right side, nobody over to the left side, waiting for the whistle to blow and get this one underway as the referee stands over the ball, waiting for it to be put in place. They're going to get the lines, and there you hear the whistles. Here's the snap. Quarterback rolling out to the right side. Number one coming around the corner. Track meet. There he goes, ladies. 45-30. 25, 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and like that in about, let's give it 16 seconds. They put something on the board. And I tell you what, didn't even take them 
But one play, the young man comes around. I know, Clinton, you'll want to have that young man on the show. If you haven't already, I'm sure you have. But number one scores with uh, 16 seconds, puts six on the board. You know they go for two here, so we'll wait and see what we got. Great job there, actually. We'll bring Clinton back in as he's uh, actually hanging out with us. Oh, yeah, definitely. I definitely got to hear what's going on with this game. Hey, <laughs> old school radio style, ladies and gentlemen. If you can sit there and multitask just a little bit, as I set up for the lab uh, tomorrow, I'll sit right here and enjoy a good game of football that I necessarily do not have to be at, and I can work at the same time. But, hey, what better way than to listen to Richie Austin on Saturday night for some old school youth football? Yeah, no doubt. Appreciate that, man. Now, they did go for two. They rolled it out to the right. A great attempt by number nine. Excuse me, check that. Number eight came around. He didn't give up. He was hit about two or three times. Lunged towards the pylon. Looked like he got in, but again, out of my pay grade, and they're not going to give it to him, so we'll keep it up to score six nothing. And, uh, you know, Clinton, you, you started to see this thing here, man. You, you saw a lot of action earlier today over there, Danny Jones, and here, you know, are you surprised that Ashley Ridge's 10U takes out the fort, and they'll be representing, uh, of course, Shane Fiddler and the boys from the Swamp Foxes next week? I don't think I'm surprised by anything. Uh, two out of the three games that we were at today, um, they, they were overtime. Uh, those right. guys were playing smash mouth football. You haven't seen Raiders come and play that well together in a long time, so – Really, at this point, nothing surprises me. We were fans of Swamp Fox from early, so, yep. no, it doesn't surprise me that they came out and they stepped up today. All right, here we go. 6-0 lead, 844 here in the first quarter. They now spot the ball, blow the whistle. Here comes the kick. And as always, they like that onside kick, and it is that. Does the fort get on it, waiting for the call, and they will get it. So, like that. It is going to go the way for the boys in blue, and it will now be first and 10 around, it looks like, again, the 50-yard line. So it got just to the 50, just to the time. It bounced off the guys from Woodland's knee and just enough time for somebody from the fort to get in there and get the ball. Here comes the whistle, which means they'll spot the ball, and the Fort Dorchester Patriots 12-year program now is going to hang out with the offense on the field. Number one is that quarterback. He, again, has that very good ability to see what the defense has given him. Eye formation. Here comes the – no, it's a keeper. Rolls out to the left side. He hits across the 50. Oops, stutters back this way. Flag on the play. He's not getting anything because Woodland just hit him pretty hard, and he might have lost a yard, and he may be losing more than that. Clinton, as you know, uh, when there's a whistle – excuse me, when a flag is thrown – in between the, the lines there, usually this time uh, of the play, it's going to be either a block in the back or a hold. Oh, yeah. Most likely, I, I, not, not again, not surprised on some of those things. Saw a lot of laundry on the field today down at Danny Jones holding. So it even makes me think, Rich, do the referees, knowing that it's playoffs, knowing that they're not trying to help the kids along anymore, do they get a little bit more strict? Hmm. Maybe a conversation for tomorrow night. In the last tomorrow, <laughs> I definitely, definitely, it will be in there. And yeah, no doubt, it was a block in the back. It looked like they moved him back ten, so now it's going to be first and twenty coming at you from the forty. Here's the snap. Quarterback drops back in the pad, but here comes 
number one from the Woodland Wolverines, taking out number four of the Patriots. Got another man taking the snaps there, and that will now drop him in a second and a lot more than a country mile to get a first down, and it drops it now all the way back almost to the 35. Again, the line of scrimmage, original line of scrimmage is at the 50. Patriots with the ball heading towards the scoreboard here in the backyard of the Patriots. Tough loss last night. And I tell you what, Clinton, I'll talk to you about that here in just a little bit as they were now with uh, Hanahan losing in just a minute. That um, That's 10 teams. 10 out of 13 schools lost last night in round one. Here's the snap. Looks like a quarterback's going to go to the left side. Number one's got it. He'll hit the 40. Jets back across the 45. Hits the line of scrimmage, the original line of scrimmage, as he now gets somewhere around the 50 and now drops down at the 49. He's in Wolverine territory. So, again, it was second and about 50,000. <laughs> now you're looking at a manageable third down and eight. <laughs> Man, you know, I don't know if you saw it or not, but Dylan, by the way, and there was another flag on the plate. We'll talk about that, too, because I think these flags, I get it. I understand you're teaching them things, but even in high school football, there's holding on every play. I mean, if that's what we're doing, let me know. But that's something that you and I will talk about in a minute. But I don't know if you saw it or not, but Hanahan, by the way, lost about 30 points to Dylan. I'm not surprised. I think Art Craig will get that program up and running. He doesn't have everybody in place yet. He did have a young freshman running back, I thought, that did a lot of things good that needed to. But back to the field we'll go now. Is now, again, we're back to second down and – Man, forever and ever, amen. As they drop back, they sling it over to the left side. Man is in and out of the hands, attended for number two. Good pass, but even better coverage for Woodland. That brings down that long, long third down. Clinton here again. You you talk about flags, man, but for me, A, it slows down the game. B, you know, are we really helping these young men at this age by throwing a flag every single play? No. No, um, I, and I get it. In the beginning, I say preseason. Preseason, you want to talk to the coaches. You want to let them know, hey, this is what we're looking for. This is what we right. don't want them to do. That's perfect. Once it gets into the season, say one way. Don't let stuff go and try to catch them up. No, very true here. The quick play there happened. It was attended to number one. The quarterback took the snap, stepped back in the pocket. He slung it over to the right side way out of hands and out of reach of number one. But, you know, in the one aspect, it's a tough pass, but it's not a bad pass because you put it where only the receiver can get it. He's one of the taller kids out there on the field. But, uh, again, I saw Zoltan do that last night where he kind of threw the ball only where one of his guys could catch it. And if he does catch it, great. We're looking at a first down possibly. If he doesn't catch it, well, then we're looking to see another down without losing yards. And that's kind of the things here tonight. We we talked about it last night where discipline – at this level becomes a huge, huge deal in a conversation. And, and already you're seeing Fort, even though they're up right now 6 nothing with 6.05 remaining in the first quarter, they've already been penalized, I believe, two or three times. And here's the whistles and timeout Fort Dorchester as they take the lead again, 6 nothing here, 6.558 remaining in the first. But uh, back to the conversation uh, of blowing the whistle every single down in youth football, it does drag out the game, right? It makes things a lot different. Oh. Overall, oh yeah, oh, most definitely. It, it, it'll make for a long. It will make for a long, long night. Uh, even frustrating. Every time you look up, that's the top of the game. Uh, penalty. But 
Timeout. We'll talk more about it. Got Clinton Robinson Sr. He's hanging out back at the studios and, of course, uh, getting his paperwork together for tomorrow night. You can hear the professor right here on Southern Sports Central tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Here's the snap. Taking it. The quarterback is going to roll out to the left side. Here comes number one. He's got it all the way to the 50. Gets back into the inside of the field here to the 40, 30, 20, 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. He's in. And, ladies and gentlemen, when it was a fourth down at about 50, he ran it all the way. Clinton, he ran it all the way from the 35 of his own into the end zone for a touchdown, and that puts it 12 nothing with 545, big man. We have to definitely find out who this young man is and get his information. I'm not sure if you have rosters, but I know next week I will definitely be pulling that young man to the side and get him inside the lab if he's handling business like that. Yeah, and he's got, and it's interesting watching the way he even because of his number, that Cam Newton of the old. You remember back in the day when he first came in the league from Auburn, he has that that demand of respect when he's got the ball. Well, he has that. This young man has that as he now is uh, going for two here. They do hand it up the middle. Jets back it across the middle. Let's see if number eight can get in the end zone. Waiting for the call, and they're going to say no good again. So again. You shoot for the end zone for the two-point conversion. You miss it by a few inches, and that now makes it 12 nothing here with 545 in the first quarter. But, yeah, I'll get you that young man's information. I'll find out his name and maybe try to talk to mom and dad and, and, and get your information to them uh, so that we can get him in here tomorrow night in the lab and kind of talk about it. Because as of right now, and it's early, you know, you don't count out Jay Williams and the Wolverines this early in the field. But, boy, it is definitely a huge Huge game here tonight as it is a winner-take-all and loser hangs it up and turns in their pads. Talking about that, there were 40 teams eliminated last night in the state of South Carolina. One of them was right here at the fort. Of course, they lost to River Bluff 14-12. to Now, River Bluff only scored, I believe, in the first quarter, the two touchdowns. But then third, three quarters of zero points given up by the defense. But the problem was only 12 points by the Patriots by, again, I look back at the special teams leaving nine points on the table. That's two field goals, an extra point, and a two-point conversion. As here goes the kickoff, and this one's going to be out of bounds, so throw the flags and spot the ball. That's what's about to happen here. As uh, for the first time, we'll see Woodland Wolverines in the offense. Their professor come out and kind of do their thing. But last night game – to me, was different though. It, you know, I've, and we, you and I, have followed the Patriots all year long. Coach LaPrade, not only the head coach but the offensive coordinators, have really set the tone in offense and in the scheme of things and how to do the things. So last night, your thoughts overall of how everything kind of went? I, it didn't look like the Fort Dorchester that we've been seeing all season. Uh, being able to move the ball and do what they want to do and pushing the ball down the field. Now, they have been stopped before. Let's not go that far. Um, They've had three and out. They've had to punt before. They've had to try long field goals. We get that. But when Fort usually comes out in that third and fourth quarter, 
and they're not doing what they're supposed to do in that first and second, that second half tends to be a totally different game. You can ask a lot of these opponents in the area. They know exactly what Ford is all about. And last night, unfortunately, that team just didn't show up. Well, talking about showing up, here comes back out the special teams for the Ford. Not sure why, but they're going to make them kick it over again. And again, you know, came out of the Fort with a big win. That 14-12 loss was the first-round loss for the uh, playoffs Friday night. They got everybody's did-that-really-happen conversation. I know my phone was texting, or at least people were texting me to about 3 o'clock this morning to the point that at 3.13, I decided to cut the phone off. I got tired of the questions. But nevertheless, here's the <laughs> kick, and it's a deep one all the way to number four. And he's got rhythm and a lot of speed as he trucks over a couple of Patriots over into the Patriots' territory, and he will land at the 45, so first and 10 as the Wolverines will come out for the first time here tonight and play some offensive football. But, yeah, like I said, last night, phone's going off nonstop there, Professor. We'll talk about some of this more at halftime. That's right. We'll give you a recap of all the high school stuff here in uh, just a few. Well, in about 12 minutes plus five, so do the math, 17.40 is uh, what we're looking at for that conversation. Here comes the Wolverines. They do come at you in the shotgun formation. Two receivers to the left, one hanging out to the right. Check it. There's two to the right. Here's the snap to number seven up the middle. They hand it off. Nice little draw play. And when you look at it, again, you're not going to run on this 12U team up the middle. I, I've seen that. We've covered these guys enough there, Clinton, that I know that if you're going to try to get any yards, it's going to have to be on the corners. Yeah, I, that that team is really stacked in the middle. You're not going to get too much up the middle. We've seen the Raiders try that same thing again, but they're known for that. So, Jalen's going to have to definitely dig down in that bag of tricks and come up with something that's going to work. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Turnover on downs. Boy, I tell you what, miscommunication, some fingers pointing and some conversations. But it doesn't matter because uh, the boys of the fort right here in their own backyard will get the ball, and it will be first and ten looking for a marker. You know, we had a trouble with this today at Danny Jones. It's not as hard here. But, again, you know, we're having to look across the field for line markers, and it looks like we're around the 45 of the roll. Here come the Patriots. Under the center, I formation. They're going to hand it up the middle. It's to the right side, and still on his feet is number four. This kid has got some speed. Doesn't have the tallest of, of, of size there, but he definitely utilizes that frame to get under some young men, and he gets maybe we'll give him credit for three, so that should bring up a second down and seven, Clinton. Ooh. What do you do here, second down and seven? Second and seven. Oh, that's kind of long. I say we go to the air. But we'll see. Here we go now with 417, 12-0 lead for the Patriots, and they're going to run it back this way. Here comes number one. You knew it, and he threw a shoulder, introduced himself to a big man to number seven. And however, number seven gets up and flexes. But I tell you, when you get laid out, I ain't a whole lot of flexing going on because that young man about got a first down on your account. So that being said, let's bring it to third down and three. He picked up what he needed to there, Clinton. He puts his guys in the in the, the right area there. They'll spot the ball in the middle of the field, heading towards the scoreboard, leading the Wolverines, the 12U Wolverines, 12-0, 340, counting it down. Here come your Patriots to the line, under center. He's going to hand it off again to the right side, finds a nice seam, and here comes 
I believe, and I'm looking for a jersey as he just crossed over the 30, and they're going to spot him at the 30, and it's number eight. Check that number. That young man did a great job, Clinton, taking what the defense gave him, but following his blocks. He had some really good blocks. Number 77 for the Patriots opened up the door for him to get down the field and move those chains. Listen, there's something about those uh, Fort Dorchester Youth Patriots that is making the game exciting and it's going back to basics, getting those blockers out there and letting the running backs do what they're supposed to do. Here comes number four to the left side. He's got it. He's in the end zone and like that. He turns around and he doesn't understand why he doesn't have company following him, but he doesn't care because he puts six on the board. Again, number four ran it from the 30 into the end zone. So, Fort, look at this. Fort now, number four, 30-yard run. And they're doing it all on the ground here, Clinton. Are you surprised about not having that much of an air attack? It's all on the ground here tonight. If you don't have to throw it, don't throw it. You either right. ground and pound and do what you want to do. No need to go to the air, take a chance as a pick six, interception, anything to keep that momentum down of your opponent. That's exactly what you have to do. Somewhat like last week's topic, are you playing chess or are you playing checkers? It's all about that calculated move. Well, they went for two, and they did not get it, so they've left a few points on the board as well. Six to be exact as they're 0 for 3 in the extra points. You know, you start to kind of look at things. Number one is a guy who is definitely a playmaker, but I'm also seeing number four here is a guy that they seem like they can lean on a bit. But I think, honestly – it starts at the front. It starts with number 72. It starts with number 78, number 77, number 92. Those are the guys up front. 52 is a big guy as well. 22 is uh, one of those guys. And that, to me, even at the high school level, when you talk about the run, you got to mention the guys on that front line because without the big hogs on that front line, man, those guys don't get much of an opportunity. Those guys absolutely get no love from time to time. Very few very few look at them, and very few will respect them. But without them, you cannot move the ball, and I don't care who you are. Yep, here we go now. Move the ball. Spotted here as they're getting ready to kick it off from the 40. They're kicking it off the ground. They're going tealess here tonight. And there's the watermelon kick. And not a good one. Oh, he fumbled it, but he landed on it. All of a sudden, here comes number seven. He gets popped by number two. And thank goodness for the other guy on the other side, number 21, is able to catch it and do what he needs to do for the Woodland Wolverines. And here come 12U. Clinton, again, they're trailing in the first quarter, 18 to nothing, 256 remaining. Woodland with the ball. They're heading towards the schoolhouse, or should you say Dorchester Road. They got to get something here, Professor. As, uh, we'll come to you in just a second. We're going to spot the ball and uh, get things moving as the clock starts to tick here with 240 and counting it down. Wolverine struggling, getting in position here, and they will go under center where they run it back to the far right side and a quarterback shotgun. It's a keeper, but he didn't keep much. Matter of fact, if he kept the line of scrimmage, he's lucky because 22 from the fort got him an opportunity to give him an invitation to the championship next week just in case he didn't have one. Man, <laughs> I tell you what. Man, I, you know, the one thing, and I love Friday night. It's so special. We do you know, we went all day together over at Danny Jones. Great, great atmosphere. A lot of, lot of energy, a lot of excitement. We'll talk about that after this play. Spot the ball. Take the snap. Here comes number one up the middle. He's going to get some good yards back. 
as he got across the original line of scrimmage, across the 50 to the 47, and he's now hanging out in Patriot territory. Should come up a manageable third down, and we'll give him four with 145. Counting it down, they trail 18-12-U, the 12-U western side of the SEC championship game. That is a part of the South Carolina U Football Association. Clinton, they just called a timeout, so I'll call you in as a time in. And of course, uh, we start to kind of look at everything. And again, a lot of heat, a lot of excitement. It was a little bit hotter at Danny Jones earlier today. It felt a little bit like it did at the beginning of the season, to be honest with you. But so were a few of the, uh, I, I would say, temperatures <laughs> on the sidelines. But it's to me, I, it's understandable. You know, the players, the parents, yeah, they've had to endure all this weirdness of 2020. And, uh, you know, we're just blessed to be at this point talking about a championship game at any level. Right. It, even then, even when the temperatures do get hot on the sidelines, you still have to recognize what you are about and what you are as far as a organization, as a person, and even as a leader in that organization. Um, it can't get to the same You have to still maintain Yes, here we go now. Maintaining it is uh, the Wolverines. They are now just short of a first down. They'll spot the ball. Looks like shy of the first down, about two yards shy around the 42. They need the 40 if my eyes don't deceive me here. 114 and counting it down. Trailing 18 to nothing to, oh, the 58 train has just been called in, and he's getting a first down and a heck of a lot more. We talked about him last week, and here we are this week. You know what? I can tell you the commissioner, also known as the head coach of the Wolverines, Dr. J on the other side said, enough of this madness. I'm bringing in the big dog, Clinton. We said how much they use him during this two-point conversions, but now they're using him for the every yards they can get. And right now he's back there again as the quarterback, and they give it to 58. They size him up, they square him up, and they put him down. This time they had to do what they had to do. And I tell you what, he's still down. He's slowly getting back up. But they've done a great job with putting a, a, a I would say, a jersey on him that you can't tug, you can't pull. You got to tackle him, and that's a smart move because I think he got tackled a lot of times by jersey tackles and not the actual, you know, tackle – Around the um, around the ankles. Again, you can take out a few things by knocking out rearview mirrors. Here comes a quick snap to the smaller guy, and man, he is drilled. If he got to the line of scrimmage, the rest were feeling well generous. That's going to bring up a big time third down, and I bet you you know who's coming up. Yep, that's going to be the big man if they probably put him at their position. Timeout. Woodland, and they'll think about what they need to do. Clinton, tell me a little bit about this guy that they bring in in a two-point conversion situation of the past. Not the case now. Now it's the case of uh, they bring him in early and often, and anytime they need to get some things moving. Yeah, that's Big Junior. Number 56 comes in there doing his thing. Now that is somebody that you use, and how Jay is using him is very wise. Junior can run, and he can move the ball. He's one of those kids that will soften up your middle. After he goes through there two or three times, you turn around, you put a speedster in there. Well, you know, hopefully, hopefully you've softened up enough to let that man go ahead and let loose and possibly 
break one through the middle, and then go down the sideline. So I think it's one of those techniques that only Jay Williams can actually do. Yeah, Dr. Jay over there. Jay Williams, the commissioner, here's a – oh, Junior's throwing the ball, but he's going to complete it. I tell you what, it was a bad snap to number 58. They call him Junior, and he is uh, one of those guys that can – now I guess he can do about anything. I think I saw him kick it a couple weeks ago, but they snapped it to him. It was a bad snap. He picks it up off the ground. He then slings the rock to the left side, and it wasn't anywhere close, but you got to give him uh, E for effort. But, uh, nope, not even close. So that's going to bring him fourth down, and they'll get that ball spotted right back close to the original line of scrimmage over there about the 30-yard line. So uh, first to 10 from, their, from the 30, man in motion, left to right, two receivers hanging out to the left side. Quarterback keeper, seven is alive. Hits close to – the, it looks like close to about the 25. That's not going to do it. They'll move the chains and they'll change directions, change over on downs with now 820 remaining here in the second quarter. So we went through a quarter and it's 18 and nothing. You see the lead there with the, the Patriots. And again, you take this momentum and we saw this last night where the Patriots faced a team on the Friday night lights over in Bagwell Stadium that just ran the ball. And, again, it's that counter punch, but you're also taking off some time on the clock, and they've done a good job of that here. As I'll bring in the professor here in just a minute, they spot the ball around the 30, first and 10 at their own 30. Here comes number one. Boy, look at this young man. No, that's the number two. He jets back left. He jets back right, and he's got a first down and a heck of a lot more across the 40 to the 45 and almost to the 50. Man, I tell you what. You see the drills, Professor. You've done a few of these with these running backs. They're just chopping their feet. That's all it looked like. This kid was all knees from the backfield to the 50. You got to love it. The high stepping, the high knees, those type of things will make a difference, as we saw last night. Dwayne Wright had that one last tackle on him that had he lifted up his leg and got that high knee old school. Got that high knee, he would have been broke and ran for a touchdown. There was no way anybody was catching him. That is very true. And, unfortunately, uh, you know, you see Dwayne Wright. You see a few other big-time backs who uh, saw their season coming into an end last night. One of them was over at Goose Creek. He got 1,000 yards. Excuse me, West Ashley's running back. He got 1,000 yards this year. You know, for doing that with seven games, that tells a great testimony only imagine if we had the original amount of games under the lights on Friday nights as we're going to spot the ball and the whistle's blown. 18 nothing. It's 740 remaining here. Here's the snap. Number one's got the ball to the outside left side. Track me down the field. He goes across the 50 and he trucks over number seven and a late hit out of bounds. Let's see if they're going to call it here. As you can hear some of the fans, as we always do, hollering and having some conversation on the other side there. And now it is going to be a first down. Should be a first down. We'll wait to see if they move these chains. But, again, number one is a very special athlete. And I got to tell you, he's probably, you know, one of those main core athletes to this entire offense here is now they will um, try to get the chain crew to move, get themselves in position, Unfortunately, they've knocked down some of the markers on the other side, so we're going to have to count it off as we go here, and it will be at the 40, first and 10 into Woodland Territory. 
They're in a stacked back shotgun formation. Waiting for the snap here. Here we go. Quarterback rolls out to the right side. Coming our way. Here comes number four and that flag. That's going to be coming back, but not before this young man's breaking a few tackles. Gets to the 10. Still on his feet. Tackled by number one by the Wolverines. He did get to the 10, but it looks like this one's going to come back. Possibly a block in the back or maybe a hold. We'll wait and see, Clinton. Uh, pretty much when it sounds like the very sound of that, it's possibly going to be a hold. I call a hold on this one. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. They just threw the flag, and that same ref then threw his hat. So, usually that doesn't mean good for somebody if he's got to throw both because, of course, the hat becomes the flag as well. And I'm not going to say that there was a personal foul that was just hit on the Patriots, but it looks like they're counting it off in the other direction, and that's that's good news if you're Woodland, not so good if you're the Patriots, Clinton. Yeah, keeping control on that sideline, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Even the kids themselves, listen, you're winning. Keep your same mentality. Relax, play your game, stick to your plan A, and just execute. Yeah, and it is a huge one. Now, the original line of scrimmage, let's get you set up here, Clinton, is about the 40. The original line of scrimmage, it looks like about the, we'll go 38. They are all the way on the other 38. That's how many yards they just lost. So they spot the ball. They blow the whistle. Receivers nowhere to be found. A loaded jumbo backfield, and they run it up the gut. And a first down in three states, if you will, to get a first down. The one good news, Clinton, is that it's 6.50 and counted down with an 18 and nothing lead for the Patriots. But, you know, those are the things that – cannot do you cannot have these discipline issues as you get deeper into the playoffs because a good team like whoever wins this one we'll see next week and the Raiders will make you pay for it that's right definitely make you pay for it you can't make those type of mistakes and then you know use all that talent and it just pretty much goes right down the drain off of personal fouls and from what it sounds like there was a couple of them that just got added up right there to move that far back down the field yeah, somebody said something about somebody's mama, and the rest is history. Here comes the snap. The quarterback rolls out to the right side. He's going to keep it. Number four has got the ball. He jives, stays alive, and gets popped, but he gets hit at least in the right direction. They pick up probably about 15 of those yards that they need. They are now very close to the 50. We'll spot it at the 45 of their own. They need to get to the 38 of Woodland, so they continue to move the clock with 552. 12U Patriots with a 18 to nothing lead here in the second quarter. Big win tonight sends them to the SEC championship against the Raiders. And that is, of course, part of the South Carolina Youth Football Association. The week after that, Clinton, they'll head to Columbia. That could be another interesting Ooh. conversation. So we'll figure out some of that. You can hear about all these games tomorrow night right in the lab right here on Southern Sports Central with that man, the professor. They break the huddle. They hit the snap. They roll it up the middle. They hand it off, and he's still on his feet. Great blocks there by number 24 for the Patriots as he's able to get his running back out to the original line of scrimmage. But, unfortunately, it brings up a fourth down. Now you ask yourself the question, if you're the offensive coordinator for the Patriots, what do you do? I'm going to tell you what I do. I give it to number one and just take my chance to get at least uh, the ball across into Woodland territory. Here they go now as they take – 
back to the line of scrimmage. They get over the ball, and they'll blow the whistles under center. Quarterback takes it, number one. Here he comes to the right side, and he's got a lot of white jerseys to introduce himself to. He's still on his feet. He's still chopping all the way across. He had nothing. He got something, but it's not going to be enough for a first down as he ran about 15 yards, still shy of the original line of scrimmage, which we need 38. Needed to get to the 22 to get a first down, so that will be a change of possession with 433 remaining. 18 to nothing is the lead for the Patriots. And again, right now, to some, they're saying, well, why would you do that, Clinton? My answer is, well, they're utilizing the clock, and they're up by 18. Not a bad plan. No, you definitely have to use the clock. The clock is actually your friend right now. The more you let it run, the better off you are. Take that lead, be comfortable with it, and sit on it for a little while. Unless you definitely have to do something extreme. Here we go. The snap up the middle. He goes to the right side, actually. Woodland going to run the ball. And uh, at this point, Clinton, is that they did take the snap very close to, again, I've got to kind of use my eyes on the other side there to the 40. They got to the 44, so gain of looks like four, right? So it bring up second down and six. But when do you start going to the air? Is they're going to break the huddle? I'll ask you that right after this. Is one receiver left, one to the right. Shotgun formation, stand at his own 40. Running back to his left side. Oh, he's going to roll out to the right. Here comes number seven. He's going to break across. Very good eyes and opportunities. He gets to the far side. He gets knocked out of bounds, or at least knocked down around that area. Looking for the yard marker. He is in the territory of the Patriots around the, looks like the 42. So that will bring up a manageable third down and two. But, again, I ask you the question, when do you start throwing the ball, Professor? Ooh, you definitely want to move the ball. I think Jay needs to come on and just start putting in those screens and little short passes and letting those wiry little wide receivers go ahead and do their thing. You need to start doing it soon, real soon, so that way you can start getting some momentum back on your side. Well, here we go to the snap. Rolls out to the right side. Number seven has the ball, and he's taken out. Look at that. Man, was he hit pretty hard. He's still down on the ground. He does get picked up by one hand by his head coach, Jay Williams. Jay just kind of goes, grabs him by his pads and says, all right, let's 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 stand up. But he's struggling to get to the sideline. Looks like we'll get a substitution for quarterback. We'll keep our eyes over there on that quarterback. He took a hit, Clinton, as he rolled out to the right side and maybe was going to pull up to throw, but didn't have enough time because of uh, a few big fellas over there with the Patriots. And the defensively, by the way, they've got – I want to say, again, his number's not easy to read from here, but it looks like 84 plays defensive end. He's a big guy. Here comes number one. He'll take the snap, and unfortunately, it'll be a turnover on downs. Great job by the defense for the Patriots, and they'll now see the ball. Should be close to middle field, and the Patriots, again, are running towards the scoreboard as they'll bring back out the offense again with 208 remaining. That's crazy. We haven't seen one pass in the air yet there, Professor. No, and unfortunately, it's kind of strange that they're not trying to uh, do a little bit more. Um, I know everybody was affected, even down to high school, everybody was affected this week by not being able to practice. So is that a factor? If people only got maybe one or two two days in this week, do they not work on the new stuff? I don't know. That's a good one. 
We'll talk about that in just a minute. Here comes the snap. Quarterback's going to sling it over to four. Four's going to run to the left side. He spins like he's on a video game and across into, of course, not only Woodland territory to about the 36, close to the first down. He started on the 46, should be a first down, and they're moving the chains. They're running the clock, and with 127, boy, this game is going by fast. Clinton, that's one thing. The games that we were this morning, man, it feels like those games lasted forever. Tonight, we are about 30 minutes ahead of schedule at least, but coming back to you in a minute as the Patriots run back to the line. They've got it first and 10 on the Wolverines, 35. Here comes a run up the middle. Here comes the little guy. He's going to go across the 10 to the 5. He's drugged down. Nope. Did he get in? We're waiting on the call. He's saying he stepped out of bounds close to the 4. Great run, number 8. He ran in that A gap, and he ran all the way through. As you saw, the big lineman, number 92 and 22, made a hole, and he ran through and closed it up with a nice run for about 30 yards almost. Professor into the end zone with 59 seconds. They stop it before they spot the ball and blow that whistle. Great call here. We're going to come to you right after this play. Under center, number one, stutters, stalls to the left, and in the end zone, he is there. And like that, they put on six more. So it's now 24 to nothing with 59 seconds. Number one is working on that uh, you got to be kidding me award because he is about every time you see it, he's in the end zone there, Professor. It, it sounds like that young man is a major contributor to the 12U of Fort Dorchester Youth Football. Um, And if he's balling like that, I definitely can't wait to see him. I know we talked to number four before. I definitely have had him on the show. Number one, I remember seeing him but can't picture the face. So, again, I can't wait. It sounds like these guys are going in the right direction right now, and it sounds like they want to play again next week. Well, here's a quick counter run, and guess what? They do find the end zone this time. Fourth time is a charm, and like that, it's now 26 to nothing as number two puts up two to put up the Patriots of Fort Dorchester as they are well on their way to celebrating a dub. If they just keep the energy and keep the momentum, it will be two out of three hanging out at the ship, which is over there at the wood kicking off next Saturday night right here on, well, Southern Sports Central. But stay tuned and follow us on Twitter at SO Sports Central and follow us over there on Facebook at Southern Sports Central because we're going to give you some information that we think, well, we know you're going to like because this time not only can you hear us, God help us all, you're going to see us as we'll be coming to you live from the wood down 78 there, Professor. Oh, yeah, I cannot wait. I believe that's going to be some exciting games, and I cannot wait to see all those players and what they have to bring to the table. Now, are you aware that there's actually three bowl games prior to kickoff as they do boot the ball really quickly here? And it is going to be a turnover, I think. They ooh, almost got it. It gets back in the hands of the Wolverines. They'll get the ball around the 48 of the Patriots. So, first and 10 on the 48. They're heading towards the – Dorchester Road side of life of this field as we're coming to you from the backyard right behind the big stadium at the fort. But are you surprised or did you hear anything about the three bowl games prior to the championship games all day Saturday evening? 
my goodness. Sounds like nobody wants to let go of football this year there, Rich. But, hey, listen, <laughs> let these kids get out there and do what they got to do. If it's for a good cause and it's for a charity or anything like that, I'm pretty sure that it's all just fine with me. But it's fine as the quarterback play. Number 21 slings the rock, but he throws it an interception to the Patriots. No surprise that they're going to throw a flag down. We see a lot of those from time to time out here. But it will be pending the flag, a first and 10 Patriots ball on their own 30. So first and 10 on the 30. Patriots will get the ball back with 34 seconds. We'll have a quick break in between the end of the second quarter. Then the professor and I get into some of the last night's action. We'll talk about some of the other games around the low country. And if I got time, I'll maybe even tell you a little bit about what could be coming up next Friday night as the play two. We get to the Elite Eight. And uh should be a good one next week as well, unfortunately. Beaufort, Oceanside, and Well Branch are the only three teams left in the low country out of I wanna tell you thirteen. Thirteen teams came in Friday night looking to make a run for a trophy and some conversation, and only three made it out. Here's a long bomb to number one, and he got it. Wow. He, I'm not going to say he pushed off. I'll say he made himself some leverage, but he did catch the ball nevertheless into Wolverine territory at the 47. He might have got away with one there, Professor. And sometimes those things happen, Richie. We see things that the referees might So it should be interesting. They let that one go. They let them play. But do they let that go all game long? We'll see. That we shall with 22 seconds. 26 nothing is the lead for the Patriots. 12U coming at you live right here. On Southern Sports Central, we are the official radio station for the South Carolina Youth Football Association. So you're hearing a little bit of conversation with the, of course, the scoreboard taking care of the taking care of the uh, the scoreboard. <laughs> We're up here buying the poor guy, man. Everybody's yelling at him. They love him when it's right, Clinton, and they uh, kill him when it's wrong, when they think it's wrong. But like he said, hey, I got this. I know what I'm doing. Uh, that's exactly how it goes, Rich. You know that's how it is. <laughs> I got his back. He's good. <laughs> and one guy you don't want to, against you, the guy that's pushing buttons up here by me that controls the score and the time. I mean, you can make anybody else out here mad. Heck, you can make me mad. Make this guy beside me, man. Man, let me tell you something. Twenty-six to nothing ain't enough for you to have a lead if you make me mad. <laughs> you ain't kid. I'll, I'll leave that clock running and walk out the booth. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll stop it forever. It depends who is going to help. But nevertheless, let's help you get ready as we're eleven seconds away from halftime. It is a twenty-six to nothing lead and a big, big impression. Being left here tonight at two out of the three could be handing towards the championship game next Saturday afternoon over at the Woodland Stadium. Here's a run. What, two has got a lot of lights and a lot of energy. The kid is on the sideline, and he's chased down. Great hustle there by number 32. 
of the Wolverines with two seconds remaining. They stop the clock. But again, you know, you look at character. When you're down by 26, the guys that are going to hustle, the guys that are going to continue to play through, those are the guys that I want on my football team. Scores, wins, losses, that'll happen. But it's the character of a young man or a young woman, because I have seen some ladies out here that make a big difference there, Professor. Oh, yeah. Everybody everybody is participating nowadays. Young boys, young women are definitely getting in there and making an impact. This game is getting more and more exciting every year that I'm involved. I'm going on about nine now, so you can imagine the kind of uh, slow techniques and slow process that has came this far to see these guys out there right now with feeder programs doing their thing. Yeah, definitely doing their thing as it's timeout, looking to see who it's on. But uh, we do have a timeout here coming up. As we'll, uh, again, wait for them to spot the ball. They're going to do that here in just a second. Waiting on it here. There they go. They were going to get the ball around. Again, we're trying to see. Mark knocked out a few markers. We'll give it to him at the 47. And they got him to chase it off sides, and now they'll move the ball five more yards and getting something out of nothing. It's going to be uh, – should be a first down. They'll move the ball. They'll spot the ball around the 37-yard line, the right hash mark. They're heading towards the scoreboard. Here's the snap, the handoff up the middle. Not going to get much. As a matter of fact, it'll carry us to the break. Let's take a quick one, guys. Uh, you are listening to the South Carolina Youth Football Association Game of the Week, and that is coming at you from the fort. It is Fort Dorchester's 12U taking on the Well Woodlands 12U in the SEC Division, the Western Side Championship here tonight with 26 nothing lead for the Patriots. Guys, you're listening. You're entertained right here. On Southern Sports Central. Don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back with a little bit of halftime conversation with myself and the professor. This song is to encourage my brothers and my sisters that might be going through some things in your life. I want to let you know that Jesus said he would never leave you nor forsake you. You're not in this thing by yourself. Just keep holding on and don't give up. He'll be there for you. Whooping might endure for a night, but here comes the joy. Let's go. Come on.
Hey, welcome back, everybody. I am Richie Altman, alongside the Professor Clinton Robinson Sr. He's back at the studios. I'm down here at the fort. Man, it feels like I never left from last night. A great game uh, for those that were interested in watching some uh, high school football. Let's talk some football, Professor, as we're at halftime here. 12U action. It is the SEC division of the South Carolina Youth Football Association, and it's the western side of the conversation. As we already know, in the east, it has already been determined that it's a three-headed monster of the Raiders. They will represent the 8, the 10, and the 12U of the SEC Championship Eastern side. But here, the 8U will be represented by the Fort. Oh, there we go. I guess the professor's hitting some buttons back over at the studio, but uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Let's have a dance break real quick. <laughs> but um, you, you look at the 8U is represented by the Fort. They will be playing the Raiders next Saturday night. The 10U and Gary Birdsong and his boys will be bringing out the uh, Ashley Ridge Swamp Boxes. And we're waiting to see if this 26 to nothing lead for the Patriots of the 12U does it hold here tonight. Now, I know we said we were talking some high school, but but your thoughts let, – let's talk about that real quick, though, because we'll stay here with this game. Your thoughts of an 8U Fort Worcester team. We saw this matchup, what, two weeks ago over in Bagwell Stadium just behind us here. Your thoughts of the That's rematch right. coming up in the championship game and where everything is on the line and the winner – gets to say they're the SEC championship of the South Carolina Youth Football Association, but the winner also gets to Columbia to see some other action around the state. Well, like you said, Rick, this is going to be one heck of a rematch that is um, in the making. It's definitely already there. It is there right now. 8U and 10U and 12U of the NC Raiders played their hearts out today. So much so that right there at the end of the game for the 12U, some of those cats were, they were confused. They didn't know what side of the ball to be on or what to do. They just know it was hit the other guy with a different uniform on. 8U next week, I think, is going to be a lot different than what Fort Dorchester saw the first time. These guys are starting to click together. Unfortunately, it came a little bit later in the season. They still walked away with a decent record, but now they have it together, and they have it together at the right time. Is it enough to beat Fort Dorchester? Fort Dorchester has discipline. They have talent. They have everything across the board that you would want in an 8U right. team if somebody said, hey, take this team and run with it. They have all those qualities, coaching staff, everything from A to Z. Let's see if it's enough to get the job done one more time and crown yourself the SCYFA SEC champs. Yeah, it should be an interesting. Now, the other side of it is the tenue. The Raiders, we know that they're, they're coached up pretty good over there as well. Now, we've seen them in action a bunch of different times this year. You've seen them maybe once or twice more than I. But they will see a very – you talk about discipline. It may be one of the best disciplined organizations out here. And that's not to say that nobody else isn't disciplined. Uh, you look at the 10U team of Ashley Ridge. They'll be playing against the 10U of, of course, the, the Raiders there, Professor. 
That's right. And if I'm not mistaken, Rich, that was one of the games early in the beginning of the season. Right there in the beginning of the season, that matchup came to fruition. Those two played, and it was lopsided. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that the NC Raiders did their thing. Now, when it came to the 8U and the 12U, Swamp Fox handled business. But that 10U, it was in question. Uh, and I'm pretty sure, just like with anybody, the more games you play, the more you mature. So I don't see the Swamp Fox just laying down and saying, well, we, you beat us before, come on and try it again. Because guess what? The Swamp Fox lost to the Patriots last time. And look what they did tonight in the 10U. Now That's right. you're in the game. You're in the mix. You're in the championship, and you get to go represent next weekend. That you do, and we are getting ready to go underway here. 35 seconds remaining here in action. We're coming to you live from the backyard, if you will, right behind Bagwell Stadium is uh, the home of the Patriots, who took a tough one last night. Woodland took a tough one. Phillip Simmons took a tough one. Kind of looking through this list here, it was Goose Creek went down, Berkeley went down, Somerville went down. I mean, it sounds like a, a huge deal. James Island, they went all the way to North Myrtle Beach, and they went down. It was just team after team, and, man, it was not the night we wanted. As David Shelton said, it was a uh, very dark and tough night for, the, uh, for, of course, the games around the low country. All right, spot the ball. They're waiting to blow some whistles here. As uh, we're going to get underway here in just a little bit, they're waiting for maybe the chain gang to get over there to the other side. We'll wait. We'll see. Here goes the chain gang. They get them to the other side. Nine minutes is on the board. <laughs> you know, Clint, half of the entertainment of the parents here. Yeah, I know you can agree with that as well. Because, man, I, I know I watch the football games, but, boy, do I entertain myself by listening to the mamas, not even the daddies, it's the mamas that yell and, and hollering at everybody across the stands. Man, listen, I tell you what, I know we don't have that high-tech equipment like everybody else, but, Richie, let me tell you, I can plainly hear that mother yelling, and I'm, I'm just <laughs> guessing that you're, that you're on the Fort Dorchester side. And, listen, those fans, from a Friday night perspective, are all gas, no brakes. They believe in that red, white, and blue, and they do not play about their kids. Well, check this out. It was a deep kick by number 46. I believe the number's right. It might be 56. It doesn't matter. But what I do know is it kicked it deep, and it went in and out of the hands of one of those Woodland Wolverines. And here comes number eight of the Patriots. He picks it up. And we'll have a first down looking for the spot of the ball. It could be inside the 20, and I believe it is at the 15 of the Wolverines. And look at there, Clinton. They didn't even go onside kick. They said, hey, we're going to kick it deep. We'll pin you back. But they got it back anyways. So here comes number one to run this offense. And as they spot the ball, the 15, 26-0 under 8.50 8.50 we go here in the third quarter. Watch out. Let's see if the Patriots and that 12U can put it in the end zone one more time and 
after how many points is it before you have a running scoreboard here? 21. 21 points. You have to be ahead, and the clock continues to run. And that's what it's doing here because it's 26 nothing. So there you go as they run it up the gut there and continue to kind of get the clock to move. And, you know, now Jay Williams is uh, looking. And, again, not only is up against this 12U team on the other side, he's now also against that big scoreboard against the backs of the Patriots as they stand at their own – excuse me, as they stand at the Wolverines 12. That'll bring up, it looks like, uh, nope, they're going to give him a few more yards. So, a pick up a five on that last run. So, second and five coming at you around the 15-yard line. The original line of scrimmage was the 20. Again, we're trying to see it here as they go up the gut. Here comes the young man, and check it out, in the end zone. 15 yards later, number two on the chart, number one on the heart. We'll put six on the board, Professor. And look at that, 32 nothing, and they are mm. quick to respond coming out of the half. Wow. That momentum is still fueling those men, uh, those young men, excuse me. That that momentum is still fueling them, and I think they're trying to make a mark, and they're trying to put their stamp on that passport to get to next week. And it sounds like that's exactly what they've done. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll see if they get the extra two here. They'll spot the ball here. Going for two. 7-15 to count it down. 32 nothing is the lead. He runs it to the right side. Number one is going to be short. So, like that, we'll keep the score. 32 nothing, And, uh, you know, they, they've gone for it five times on the two-point conversions. They've only gotten it twice. Let me ask you that question, because that does play a factor in the playoffs, and it definitely plays one in the championship game. How important is it for, for a team like Fort Worcester, even though they're up 32 to nothing, they've left now – what, four different tries, two different points? That's eight points they've left off the board that they could have put on the board. How big a play does that happen when it comes to uh, Coach Anton and those boys that will be going up there from the Raiders? Time. Time is the only thing you can't give Coach Anton. You turn around, you play your game, you go, you stick with, like we always say, plan A. There is no plan B. Um, You stick with plan A. And you just don't give him time. If you're going to turn around and score that quick, then there better be some three and outs coming behind that. You cannot let them hold the ball for long and let them get rid of it. So it's going to be about time, holding that ball in possession of the football. Talking about position, let's put it on the 40, and they'll kick it off. Now the fort back in as they will uh, try to see if they can get the ball back. And, again, they do a lot. With a little here. When I say that, that means uh, a little bit of time off the clock. They've already put a touchdown on the board, 543. It's going to continue to run. There's that little pooch kick that we talk about. Nobody's hurrying, but it finally a Wolverine lands on it, and a few of those Patriots land on him, and they'll spot the ball. Should be a first and 10 at their own 45. They're heading towards the scoreboard, and again with 525 and a 32 to nothing deficit. What's your thoughts on uh, having something change or something happen here? What kind of spark plug you think Coach Williams on the other side and the Wolverines have is the 12U's backs are against the wall? That's a hard one, Rich, because now it's kind of like the air is coming out of the balloon and you just got home with it. And you knew it was time to play with it, but now you poked a hole in it and it's slowly diminishing. It's like a sand. It's like a sand. It's like a sand clock, man. You don't have that much time. 
So hopefully you can figure out something really quick. If not, time will run out. And time right now is definitely not Jay Williams' friend. No doubt. Here comes number seven talking about time. He runs over to the left side. That's the visitor's side. And he finds the seam and fills it. Runs it across the 50 and finally drug out somewhere around the 35. The clock continues to tick down with 32 nothing deficit. The 12U Patriots with the lead here in the SEC Western Division Championship game. They will play the winner. This winner will play next Saturday up at the Wood on 78 against the Raiders. Ball's on the ground, and I believe the Patriots are on it, and they are. Look at that. Somehow it looked like to be a shuffle pass up the middle. The problem is, Professor, there wasn't nobody with a white jersey where the pass was delivered. Wow. This this has gotta be this has gotta be hard for uh the twelve U of Woodland to sit there and fight all the way back in order to get to this second round to only come up and, and take this type of beating. In a in a in the second round, it's just crazy and it's almost a little uh, disappointing. Well, actually, they ended up keeping the ball because it was a forward pass. Number seven running for his life, he is drilled. I mean, in fashion, on the sideline as he tried to get around and find a corner. His original line of scrimmage was around the 34. He got knocked all the way back to about the 50. But you know what time it is? Well, it's time to talk about laundry on the field. Is we'll wait, we'll see. It's going to go against Woodland, probably a block in the back or a hold. They're going to move him back, which is kind of shocking because they had already tackled him for a big loss. We'll see how this works out as it's a 32 nothing lead for the 12U Patriots over the 12U Wolverines in our game of the week. I'm Richie Elman alongside, of course, the professor who is back at the studio hanging out with us tonight. Via, well, radio show land. So, with that being said, they mark it off. They'll put him back in their own territory. Woodland now, man, they went from originally on their own, on the 38th of the fort. Now they're back on their own, I'd say somewhere around the 50s. So, middle of the field, they are spotting the ball. Two receivers to the right, two to the left. Shotgun formation with a running back to his left side. Woodland is hanging out, heading towards the scoreboard. Man in motion. They're going to roll it. They're going to throw it. 19 is open. He's catching it. Great pitch and catch. A first down. Move the chains. Is they're going to spot the ball around the 22. And here's the story. He got it over number one and number four. And it was number 19, who was probably half the size of both of the receivers. Great job by number seven for the Wolverines to throw it where only his guy can catch it there, Clinton. Ooh. That, that, I can just imagine, Richie, if I didn't have to come back to the studio and have this paperwork to catch up on, <laughs> I definitely would have been there. I know this has got to be an exciting game. Well, at least for Fort Dorchester. For Woodland, maybe not so much. Quick snap, rolled out to the left side. Seven's going to keep it for the Wolverines. He's going to look like he wants it, and he's going to get close to the 10. He got across the original line of scrimmage, then got over the first down marker, and he saw some more opportunities, so he took it. They'll mark him down at the eight. So first and goal on the eight, and, yeah, you know, that's the that's the part that people don't see. You know, well, we're out here. You, we were there this morning. You had to go back and put all your notes together. You having a show tomorrow night right here on Southern Sports Central. Your lab, your rules, it will air tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. You've already thrown up the site, so we'll 
tell you to check us out on Facebook at Southern Sports Central for the link and on Twitter as well as we'll let the professor tell you a few more links. Here we go there. The quarterback's got some heat, and he's got introduced to number 46. I don't know his name, but he's showing us some dance moves as he just dropped him way behind the line of scrimmage, and it looks like they'll spot the ball around, it seems, the 18-yard line, so a 10-yard sack for a loss there, Clinton, in 23 seconds remaining as it's now 32-0, all Fort Dorchester and 12 Patriots. Wow, Richie, I I don't know if I can even take it anymore. Hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you go ahead and finish that game. That right there, I'm going to get set for tomorrow's show, which you can definitely catch me from 6 to 9 in the lab with the professor here on Southern Sports Central. Tune in. You'll hear a lot of great things that's going on and upcoming. Richie, uh, good luck with that game. That game sounds like it's about over with, and Fort Dorchester sounds like they're about to score again, and heck, I ain't even there to see it. No doubt, brother. Good luck. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. I'll talk to you before then, and again, we appreciate you, my friend. We'll talk soon. Thank you, brother. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, and it is the end of the third quarter. 32 to nothing is the lead. We'll take a quick break. We haven't done that much. We'll do it now. Coming right back out of break, we will get you ready for the final final quarter of today's Game of the Week, brought to you by Southern Sports Central. Yeah, yeah, it is. She called me by surprise, I must say, cause I never had seen such a pretty face with such a warm and beautiful smile. It wasn't hard for me to notice her style. I was fascinated, surely. She took my heart and held it for me. I wouldn't let her get away, not until she heard me. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is the beginning of the fourth quarter. We want to welcome you here. I'm Rich Yalman. Just had the professor, Clinton Robinson Sr. He's back at the studio getting ready for his big show tomorrow night. Recap all the action around the great state of South Carolina. Here comes the boys of Woodland. Holding call, no call. How about that one? How do you get away with that one? Doesn't matter because it was an incomplete pass, but number 52 was uh, trying to get around. It looks like number 92. 92 had his hands inside and all around his shirt and that's usually a pretty good sign of a hold but the referees of course uh, again with you figured with 828 and counting it down a uh, never-ending clock here that's going to continue to roll for the rest of this game as they trail 32 to nothing it is all but set here again next week you'll catch us right on southern sports central but stay tuned we're going to be bringing you a tv edition next week we'll be live on TV land. That's right. We're going to bring you not only the voices, but the pictures and the live screen of it all. Change it down. Spot the ball. Nope. It's still now third down. Here comes number seven. He's going around the corner, gets around that edge, but he's going to get very close. He's still up on his feet. Not sure if he got the first down. Looking for a marker on the other side. I see the third down marker. I just don't see any other chain gain on the other side it's again now as you start to kind of look at things here with 732 in county 
There we go. So I just got a little bit of help inside the box here. They were gold line. So this is actually fourth and goal. Appreciate the help here in the press box. Man, I tell you what, this is it's a family deal here, guys. We appreciate everybody's hospitality all year long. We've come from stadium to stadium, from spot to spot. We've been, uh, of course, able to do this by Jay Williams, the commissioner of the SEC, style of the South Carolina Youth Football Association. Oh, nice toss at the end there. Here comes a toss out to the right side, and the big dog, 77, wraps them up, folds them up like a sandwich, and drops them. That will probably, probably, without doubt, going to move one more time. The changeover on downs. Number seven getting up slow. Remember, he was injured just a little bit right before the half. That's a big deal for Jay Williams. As uh, he's a guy that gives you a lot of opportunity with his legs and his arms and his ability to see what is going on. Set you up here. It was a day for the boys of the Raiders as they were at their own backyard at Danny Jones playing against the boys of, uh, well, Latson, the Golden Knights. But it was all Raider all day long as they won all three, eight, ten, and twelve. They all three represent the eastern side of the SEC next week. Here's the snap, the handoff up the middle. He's going to get very little. He's going to get some good push there by 77. And again, the job here, I would imagine, is just to let's get this clock moving it down as we're at 540, counting it down. 32 nothing is the lead. As of right now, it is an 8U matchup between the Patriots and the Raiders. That is for the SEC championship game. The 10U, well, the Raiders and Ashley Ridge, they will be represented at the Continue level and waiting for the final five minutes and 19 seconds. We'll find out whether, and it looks like a 32 to nothing lead. It will be the Patriots of the 12U group and the 12U Raiders. Three bowl games prior to the championship games, Woodland, that's located down Highway 78. Good action and opportunities again kind of similar what you saw in high school if you didn't make the playoffs the commissioner of the south carolina high school league decided he would allow teams to play one extra game which would be like a bowl game congratulations to ashley ridge they actually did one of those last night they win and beat conway the tigers come down from myrtle beach here comes the play in we're under four minutes and 30 seconds a 32 to nothing lead they spot the ball Looks like around the 20, right on the left hash mark. Patriots heading towards the schoolhouse. One receiver left, one to the right. Eye formation under center. Here's the snap. Tossing it to the left. Sling the rock to 46. He's tossed over. How about that? Not only did it look to the left, he looked to the right. He did a spin move before he even caught the ball in first. Down Patriots into Woodland Territory. And I tell you what, that one will be one that hopefully Mama got on a camera. Great eye contact and keeping his eye on the ball. Most of the time, you see those young men fall down and miss the whole thing. Not this young man. Great catch, 46 for the Patriots to move the chains and the clock as well at 342 with the lead, 32 to nothing. Want to make sure that you're following us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central. Your one-stop shop for the youth football and the lower level, the higher level, and everything in between. 
We cover, of course, the South Carolina Youth Football Association. We cover all your high school conversation as well. And then the colleges. Yeah, we got those guys under our belt as well. At times, we'll talk a little NFL from time to time. But most of all, we focus on the colleges and everything down below and on that lower part of the foundation or the pipeline, if you will, to the college level. 303 remaining, 32 to nothing is the lead for the Patriots. 12U winner does advance to the championship. Here we go. I for nope, check that. They're gonna go with a few good running backs behind them. It's a bad snap on the ground. Did Woodland catch it or not? They did. Woodland does a great job. The guy saw it on the ground. He jumps on it, and it will be now a first and ten with a fumble and a turnover. Looking for the yard markers there somewhere around the 45 of the Patriots is where they'll be. Waiting here to uh, get things moving as we continue. 217 remaining, 32 to nothing the lead. I think at this point the commissioner, also the head coach of these guys on the other side, just hoping not to get a shutout on them tonight. Momentum going in the right direction. This team out of the fort, definitely this 12U team, has shown a lot of energy and a lot of growth from week one into this latter part of the playoffs. Here's the snap of bad with 27 going to take it to the left side. Around the side, he looks for some help and some blocks, but he's not getting it as he gets across the original line of scrimmage. Maybe got two on the carry as we're under two minutes. Tomorrow night, you will hear the professor, Clinton Robinson Sr. He'll be bringing you all the recaps from all of the scores around the league here in the South Carolina Youth Football Association. You want to check him out in the lab. You can hear myself, Clinton Robinson Sr. Do some things tomorrow night together. And then myself and Eugene Benton, we're going to bring you Southern Sports Central on Monday night, 6 o'clock. We'll get you caught up on all the action from Friday night and a few games that happened today. Matter of fact, one in the upstate, one in the lower state did take place today. And um, here's a snap, a shotgun formation. Big-time guy going to run across the 35 to maybe the 34, under a minute, the final minute. But you want to check us out on Monday night as well, guys, because you'll hear Kevin Billadu. He is with Live 5 News. He'll be joining us at 630. Then we got our guy that played for the Penn State Nittany Lions, also does a lot of stuff for the ESPN crew up in Charlotte. Gardner Webb does a lot with UNC Charlotte. Actually called the game or should have called that game today if it happened. Not sure if it did. I've been at these games all day. Good run across. Did they play? UNC, Charlotte, and uh, yeah, they got canceled. Yeah, Garner Webb had to cancel it. Alabama, LSU, they had to cancel too. So, again, you know, so we know we're lucky to be here tonight with 23 seconds. Counting it down. The final play could be after this one or the next one. We do want to thank everybody tonight for listening into the broadcast. Again, this is going to be a big win for the fort, the 12U, and how you know it's big when the B-team coach for the fort's out here watching the guys that will be playing on his team next year. That'll do it as we're going to wrap up a long day of exciting football, and you win, you're in, you don't, well, you won't see another Saturday. And just like that, it is a win for the 12U. Ford Dorchester Patriots, they will advance to the championship Saturday afternoon. Woodland High School is the destination. They'll see the 12U. That is North Charleston Raiders. 
And we'll give you the other two games. That will be the 8U Patriots going against the 8U Raiders and the 10U Raiders. We'll be seeing the action of all of those guys at Ashley Ridge. I want to thank everybody. Again, Jay Wayne, the commissioner of the South Carolina Youth Football Association, for bringing us in here tonight. We are the official radio station for the South Carolina Youth Football Association. Tomorrow night, it is the professor, it is the lab, and it's right here on Southern Sport Central. Follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at SO Sport Central. Guys, on behalf of all of us, to all of you, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and congratulations to all those winners today, but also congratulations to the guys who made it this far. That in itself is an accomplishment, guys. So long, farewell, until next week. We are Southern Sports Central right here at the South Carolina Youth Football Association semi-final.